0: It
1: is becoming, David Olsen, it is becoming one of my favorite days of the year. One of the great traditions, uh, not in the family, because the rest of the family could care less, but on a football Friday before the beginning of the football season here. I know there's no college football this weekend, but we do got NFL exhibition football, a full slate of high school football. I travel around and stop at like three or four different newsstands and pick up all my football, football preview stuff. It's the Friday before the season's become... One of my favorite traditions. We'll talk a lot of football on the show today. And mucho, mucho más. A little bit of music from producer extraordinaire David Olsen. And then we will kick this Friday, August 24th edition. Off. Thank you very much and welcome. We appreciate you joining us here on thetalkzone.com. Two guys at a mic show, the big dog and the coach. Actually, right now it's just me, the coach. We're hoping for the big dog to check in other side of the glass. Ola so, producer extraordinaire, Mr. David Olson. Yeah, it's become um, not planned, but it has, uh, over a course of about the last, oh, maybe nine or ten years, become a, a tradition now on this particular Friday. When the high school football season kicks off, you start to get some college preview stuff to I've got, and I know exactly which 7-Elevens, which Walgreens, which drugstore carries which newspaper. Some of it, because I announce high school football, I like to get. So I've got for, uh, you know, material, for information, a lot you can get on the Internet now. But I like to pick up these preview publications. So I'll travel around, pick up a Daily Herald here, a Pioneer Press there, a USA Today here. Got all the football stuff. Haven't read most of it yet. But it's sitting in the car seat. Can't wait to, uh, not when... Sure, exactly when I'm going to get a chance to sift through it, but the bottom line is it's become a tradition. And the reason I love it so much, it is, uh, indication number one for my second sort of mind anyways that the football season is, uh, not previewing anymore. It is upon us. I'm disappointed though. I thought there was going to be a couple of college football games this weekend, but unless I miss it, uh, we are shut out. They threw a no hitter against us. I thought they, you know, they give me a couple of tease games early. But apparently not. It's going to be next weekend, Labor Day weekend, by the way. How about that? Ooh, should be in two weeks. Labor Day weekend next weekend already? Man, way too soon, way too soon. But uh, we got high school football full slate, and for the Chicago Bear fans out there, we got a yeah, a big exhibition game. There's an oxy war on, if I ever heard one. But uh, there is a minimal level of excitement as the Bears take on the defending 2000. 11 2012 uh, NFL champions, the New York Giants, their great pass rush. How will the Bears' offensive line hold up against them? We'll watch Jay Cutler and company, uh, see if he can get the passing game going. We're probably not going to see much in exhibition game number four. So if you do get excited about exhibition football, at least minuscule, you know, tonight, seven o'clock away, and it's at New York, right, David? I think we got that confirmed. I
0: believe so, yeah. At
1: the beautiful Meadowlands. But, uh, you know, if you're going to get excited tonight, would be the game to do so.
0: Well, it is an important game as far as the first cut-down day is Monday. Yes. So this is going to be the last chance to see some of these players yep. in a bare uniform.
1: Well, there's like two ways to look at an exhibition games. You want to look at you know, how are the players that you're going to see during the season. But you're right, there's the game within the game, and that is those bubble players, and you'll see it even more. I think it's more exciting on week four, because then they've gotten rid of a little bit of the extract and you're down to the nitty-gritty, and literally, in the final exhibition game, a missed tackle or a great play out of special teams, a big run by a you know, third or fourth string running back, literally that can make the difference because these guys are so close. There, So there is that interesting aspect uh, as well. We'll keep an eye on that, and uh, I'm sure the starters will play a little bit tonight, and, My prediction season, David, and we'll make all kinds of predictions. We'll do football Fridays. Today's not an official football Friday because that's when we play Beat the Schmoes, our NFL prediction game. But my predicting season, David, got off to a bad start when I think on Wednesday's show I predicted the surprise player for the Chicago Bears this year is going to be the third-string running back, Khalil Bell. I like this Good Look out for Khalil Bell. boom, 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 boom. Now, fortunately I took off the day off yesterday to avoid at least twenty four hours of embarrassment, but I returned today and again it's my first prediction of the year. Let's hope it's not an indication of how my forecasting will go, but Khalil Bell, I read in the paper, cut from the Chicago Bear. So I'm gonna re revise my prediction now. I'm gonna do the uh Freddie back pedal stunt. Okay. Obviously he's not gonna be the surprise player for the Chicago Bear. I predict. Okay, Khalil Bell is going to uh, hook on with some team and you watch and, and maybe it'll be against the beloved bear. But this kid can run. He's got some, he's not the fastest and he is not the strongest. He doesn't bowl people over, but he's a pure running back. I'm not saying he's all pro, but I'm saying Khalil Bell, from what I saw with the Chicago Bears, with my football instinct, the kid's a pure running back. He's got some elusive moves, knows how to hit the hole. A little bit quicker than he, than he seems. I know he had a little trouble holding on to the football. If he cures that up, I think he's a pretty good running back. And I guess the situation came down to, I think I read, and our phone lines are open, by the way. Big dog not in yet. If you want to join us, uh, not only make a phone call, you can be the co-host of the show. What the heck? Big dog doesn't show up. We'll keep you on. You can co-host the show. Any calls you want. Though. We're starting off with bear football. I do want to get to the, uh, and high school football and college, any kind of football. Any kind of football today. 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. Later on, I do want to get into Lance Armstrong and the uh drug testing. I know assistant producer Randy Myers, always uncomfortable when we get into that particular. Day. It's amazing. With the few times we bring that up, usually for the next three days, Randy's on vacation. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But we'll, we'll definitely want to discuss that. But
0: football uh, first and foremost. Yes, David. Well, the Khalil Bell. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a performance thing. It was a salary thing. Right. They offered him. Right? Well, no, he, he was. He was making 1.3 million. Right. Which is kind of a lot of money to be a third stringer. Yes. So they were going to reduce his salary plus take away his uh, free agent rights, and yep. he said thanks but no thanks, and uh, yeah. took the waiver. They offered him 700 they offered so, him 700 so
1: you are right to be fair to the bears they didn't cut him they still wanted him they
0: did yeah but, they did but yeah. not
1: not at 1.3 right. million you're right so yeah, yeah. i don't want to i don't want to criticize the bears they probably made the right decision but uh, hopefully the guy will hook on with some other teams. 700,000 yeah. not enough money yeah.
0: and i and i i guess the bears coaching staff is pretty high on lorenzo booker in that third string spot i thought it was armando allen they were going to bring in lorenzo
1: booker okay mhm okay well, you know, you can go back the last five years and, and, and see how many times the third-string running back ends out playing over a 16-game season, and my guess would be without throwing the stat, more than you think. Yep. Oh, yeah. More than you think. Those running backs are absolute human battering, rams. So uh, Just like you better have a good backup quarterback, you better have a good third running back as well. Because in all likelihood, he's going to play. i got to find out more about Lorenzo Booker. Was he a draft choice?
0: Ah, uh, yes, I believe he okay. was. It's like a late, late uh, draft choice. Cool. I can, I can look him up. Uh-huh. I can look. I mean, Armando Allen is in the mix too, but. Okay. He's one of the
1: guys we gotta keep an eye on. By the way, Khalil Bell. Every time you say Khalil, it's like, uh, I don't know if the, maybe mom and dad had a slight speech impediment when they named their, their son. But Khalil. Khalil. If it was just K-H-I-L, I could handle it, but it's K-H-I-L, and then they add the E-L, so it's Khalilo. Hello, blue forty-two, red seventeen. Split right, split right, Ready, set, hut, 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 hut. Heh, heh. <coughs> Excuse me, eight 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 four six three sixty-seven forty-eight. The football season beginning today, particularly the high school variety. No, we're not going to play beat the schmoes today. We'll probably start that tomorrow, possibly the following Friday. And uh, as I do my football diatribe, let me welcome in Mr. Football Man himself, my good partner. Checking in via the telecommunicative phone lines. He will be joining me. Are you ready for this, Joel, for our 11th consecutive year of Football Fridays and Beat the Schmoes? And, my friend, I feel honored and blessed each and every year. How are you, Big Doug? Apparently he's not that honored and blessed. <laughs> How are you, Big Doug?
2: Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, well, I, I've been definitely better. I feel like I played a football game oh. yesterday myself. My body is so oh. sore right now.
1: Sounds like you got a nasal situation going on, too.
2: Coach, I I don't have a voice. I don't feel good whatsoever. I have to do two tours today. This is not not good. I got to talk for uh, eight hours. No, excuse me, four hours today. Wow. And I don't have I don't have much voice. You got to do the talking today.
1: Okay. All right, big dog down. Well, that's okay because I mentioned today, and I started off by saying, "Big dog, what a what a my Great traditions now is going around on this particular Friday." um and stopping at like three or four different drugstores, picking up all the different high school football newspapers some of the college football uh, prediction you know th- this Friday kind of the football mania boom starts to, i think the chicago sun times even had it on the front page you know so uh, i i collect all the newspapers get into it it's the official start of the season for me today but we're not going to this is not does not count as a football friday we won't start playing beat the Schmills till next friday so you you got a whole week to get your energy level up okay
2: no, my energy level's fine. It's that my body feels like I just got hit by a truck.
1: Now, why? What did you do to your – and, you know, keep it clean. We are America's number one family sports show, as long as you don't have a family. But what were you doing yesterday to destruct your 39-year-old buddy? Uh,
2: it was my leg day. <laughs> but I, I went way too hard, I think, way too hard. So,
1: Way too hard doing what?
2: My leg day.
1: Your leg day.
2: Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't know what that would be.
1: That ah, on the weights. You're a
2: coach okay. you okay. I say leg day. Yep. And as someone who's a coach, you don't immediately be like, oh, you worked out really hard yesterday.
1: Yeah, no, I got that. I got that. A few other visions of what a leg day could be for the big dog, but I got it. <laughs> I got it. Does um, does leg day move up to the the glutes and the core, or are you strictly going hammies and calves and the gastrocnemius?
2: Uh, every single exercise I do is a core exercise. Every single
1: one. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: And so, I'm, I'm available for personal training. I'm, I'm pretty affordable, especially if you're part of the 1%.
3: Feel
2: free to contact <laughs> it, me at it's at man. Yeah, who's That's
1: not a bad marketing slogan, by the way. I'm very financially available, dot, 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 especially if you're amongst the 1%. So I'm affordable. Affordable, Yes yeah I think you could put that in a card you put that on eBay as a marketing tool you might uh you might get a little bit of business big though that's not that's not a bad slogan
2: trust me everybody that wants me to train them right now is part of the one percent it's a beautiful thing
1: yeah well uh, it's better than anybody from like the 98th percentile looking for you to train them because there is an obesity problem in some of the inner cities
2: uh yeah and it has to do with the fact that uh uh, people are, when they're just given, like, link cards to go get food, and they can buy uh, purple yep. soda and yep. sugary pops with them and potato chips. Yep. That's the problem.
1: Yep, absolutely. And that, that's not everybody. If you listen to the, uh, here, I don't want to get into politics now, but if you listen to the conservatives in the Republican Party, they make that out to be the extreme, but no doubt about it, that, uh, that's a problem. And I, uh, I would have no problem. And they've already put some limitations on but but if they made it even stricter on what you can I mean you don't want to, you know, be Gestapo here and tell them I, exactly I, what to buy, but there should be limits on junk food, absolutely.
2: It was like it was like three years ago when all of a sudden you couldn't buy cigarettes and alcohol. Yep. People went they freaked out and I'm like, Really? Is it is it that bad that if you're getting free money from the state of Illinois that you can't yeah. uh, get alcohol and, and liquor and, you, I mean, or, and cigarettes? I mean, why should you be able to get cigarettes with a link card?
1: You said for that those. was three years ago, and food stamps or link cards have been going on for, what, 25, 30, 35 years? So my reaction, why the hell did it take so long? That's that's pretty obvious.
2: And, and I'm going to say about three years ago, because I remember you and I talking about it, Coach. Like, remember, there was a huge controversy yes. because all of a sudden you couldn't get cigarettes
1: with free money. Yep. So that, I, 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 I fail to comprehend where the controversy is, quite frankly. Who, who's arguing for outside of the well, the person well, getting you know, this?
2: It was there was very there was very few people battling for. Uh, but one thing where a lot of people have been battling. Oh, this is a this is a, against individual rights and all that. Is there's like four states that are trying to impose the fact that if you get welfare there, you have to take a drug test before you can receive a welfare check.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I don't have any problem with that. Yet there are some people saying that it's it's racist. It's also, uh, like, against individual rights and all that. Mm-hmm.
3: And
1: and I don't have any problem with it. If
2: you're going to get free money well, from the state of Illinois, I don't think you should be high on crack.
1: Now now we're getting into a slightly different territory. And here I am all excited about football, and Big Dog's going to bring me down a different oh, yeah, road. We'll but
2: football, please. We'll, uh, well, we'll go that's back all right. But as
1: long as you brought that up, I would make the comment. Now, crack is pretty strong. and But, you know, are we down to marijuana? What about people that are trying to kick the habit and maybe you know, have a little bit in their system trying to get out of it? And and even if they're on drugs, last time I checked, they could still have kids, and those kids are in need of eating. So you're going to penalize the kids because the parent might be doing a little bit of drugs? So there's a little gray area in that particular aspect.
2: I I hate to tell you that if if you have a person that is more concerned with doing heroin than getting a job, and that's why they're on welfare, when they get their welfare check but not all of a sudden say wow I got free money from the government maybe it's time for me now to become a good parent
0: but the, but the, the issue is it costs so much to test all these people um it does. It's $75 per person. Exactly. And, I mean, the number of people that are on it's, welfare and are actually testing pos- positive, it's it's like there's no justification for the cost of testing, testing all those these people. It's a small percentage. It's it's an interesting. I wish you were percentage. on to tell the
1: uh, Bill O'Reilly's and the who is that?
0: Just Well, I mean, the big controversy that's going, the, the, the big controversy that's going on in Florida, who uh, is one of the states that do have one of the drug testing for welfare things, is that the governor... Uh, his company is the one that's administering the test. Oh, lovely!
2: Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's... I don't care what. I, and I don't care what freaking uh, party you are. That goes on way too much. Uh, that that stuff makes me freaking
0: sick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rex Scott made all his money in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And yeah, he basically his, company, his co- Yeah, he basically gave his co- his company, which he doesn't run anymore. His wife runs it now. He, it's, it was a free giveaway oh, then to his it's company.
2: And okay. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got upset when when uh, the uh, the last like during the the last two wars that we were in at the same time when when Dick Cheney was getting all these contracts to Halliburton. Mm-hmm. He wasn't running that company anymore. There was nothing wrong with them giving out hundreds of billions of dollars of contracts to his mm-hmm. best friend.
1: You're, are you, are saying that with sarcasm? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's oh, definitely right. sarcasm. I there. figured it out yet, Coach, okay. That I, I was, right I, was there. I was a little un... I, I was hoping, but I was worried. Okay. Cause <laughs> you have, and it's, re, it's in a rebound response for me. No question about it, but you've, you've taken a turn to the conservative side. So I'm glad there was a little bit of sarcasm there. By the way, that Scott guy that's the governor, he basically bought his way into the governorship, spent $78 million. 78 million of his own money big dog and 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 you know here we go I'm all fired for football but I got to make this political comment the fact that he's got 78 million as free money basically as, as you know fun money that in itself is one of the very things that the Democratic Party that the Liberals are fighting against
2: oh uh, yeah because uh, when they when they name the richest uh, politicians in America, uh, of the top 20, only, what, 12 of the top 20 were Democrats? Yeah, right. but the, but the difference really, is... It really sucks. Yeah, really, it really yeah. sucks that it's the Republicans that do that, and the Democrats would never do something like that.
1: But the difference is, Big on. Dog, the Democrats are voting for policy that will try to not eliminate that, but limit that. The Republicans aren't. No, That's no, no, a...
2: no, no. Well, it would be how you can contribute what you can, contribute. Wow, well, we're does. not
3: going to
1: get into it the details. It doesn't mean
2: that people like John Kerry can't have his wife throw uh, $50 million at uh, making sure that he remains yeah. as a, a senator in Massachusetts. Don't quit pointing the finger like it's just a Republican.
1: Well, I am going to point the finger because the Democrats consistently vote who are the ones voting for, uh, you know, going back to the higher tax on capital gains. Yeah, and the yet higher...
2: oh, yet, yet well, every time every time that this comes up, it's how come it's not passed? Because not all the Democrats vote mm-hmm. for it. Though. All right.
1: All right, 888-463-6748. Big Dog playing Hurt today, but hopefully the football talk will maybe not get you back to full strength, Big Dog, but we will carry you through the day because I know you're a huge football fan. Again, next Friday, we'll play our first Beat the Schmoes. It'll be our first official football Friday. But, Big Dog, it is uh, the opening of the high school football season around the country, opening games. And we also have a uh, tonight a pretty good exhibition game, Bears and the Giants. But... Um, even though you're feeling down, or are you, are you catching the football fever a little bit, Doug?
2: Oh, no, no, no. It's, I, I, I don't feel down because I'm not catching the football fever. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Yesterday, I did a bunch of, like, like a, basically a football workout. It felt freaking phenomenal. I could smell it in the air, Coach. I want to run into another human being at full <laughs> speed so bad, I can't <laughs> even explain it. Yeah. So if you could find somebody that's a little bit bigger than me and a little bit faster than me and that isn't a chump, Mm-hmm. Who he, that wants to run into me? I will do it right now. I I need some contact. I need to hit somebody.
1: I'm looking at a uh, uh, Randy. I'm looking at our general manager, the commander in chief, Chris Whitting, right now. He might be a candidate. Big Doug, can you get down to uh, the corner of uh, Waukegan Road and Dempster in the next ten minutes? Not in the next ten minutes. Ah, no. It's a shame. That's a shame. Well, all right. Well, if anybody that would like to uh, that feels like getting hit, or maybe going mono versus mono versus the big dose. You're not only Fired up for football, you literally are craving the contact that you once had as a uh, Division Three almost all-American.
2: Well, that was all conference all four years. That's why uh, I said
1: almost all-American.
2: I uh, I would have to say yes, Coach. I'm really, really craving it, and I cannot wait until. Seriously, I've already, I've already told, uh, I've already told Lily, and she's like, oh, you know, we never get to go out because of blah, blah, blah. I was like, I just want to let you know as soon as my Friday night. Uh, tours are canceled. I am immediately getting on a bike and I am going to the closest football field. I'm going to park my <laughs> the butt there, yeah. and I don't care if I'm watching Morgan Park versus Hubbard, St. Ignatius versus uh, Holy Cross. I don't care what game. I don't care if it's stuff uh, teams are going to be one and eight versus zero and nine, or nine and zero versus eight and one. When the year is over, I've got to get myself on some football. Mm-hmm. I got to get my eyes on football right now, Coach, mm-hmm. because like, I haven't watched any. I've watched four quarters of Chicago Bear preseason football, and watching preseason football is kind of like kissing your sister.
1: Yep. That's not going to get it done, no question about it. You know, I also said in the opening of the show, Big Dome, I thought I remembered on this particular Friday that they'd throw you a couple of bones, and, and when I say they, I'm talking about collegiate football. I thought we would get like two, three, four games, but unless my TV records are incorrect, we are getting shut out this weekend. Zilch on the college football front.
2: Yeah, yeah, college football starts uh, Thursday. Ah. Next Thursday. Okay. Like, so like coming up next week. Okay. So, uh, a, and that's going to be during the presidential, uh, uh, the, what, the Democratic National Convention or the Republican? I'm Republican first. first. The
1: Republicans first. The Republican so, first. Okay. In Tampa, Florida. By the way, Tampa getting a lot of play is apparently the striptease capital of the world. And there is a, not only a bunch of conventioners about to descend upon Tampa, but apparently some of your finest uh, dance and acrobatic people have been going from all parts of the country heading down to Tampa in anticipation of, uh, how do we gently put this, a large following of uh, potential customers.
2: You know what? Yesterday I was walking, working out at East Bank Club, and I helped this girl named Epiphany. Well, that's <laughs> like her dancing name. And she was telling Danny and me that, she cannot stand the the, the 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 bouncers at her place are a little too touchy feely. I got to tell her she's got to go to Tampa. She's got to go to Tampa. Wait, you know, the... It's just kind of funny. This girl might be the dumbest person I've ever met in my entire life, and she probably makes ten thousand dollars a month taking her top off.
1: Wow. Wow. Wait. The the bouncers, the ones who are supposed to be protecting her, they're the mentioned,
2: ones mentioned that they're a little too touchy feely. Uh, that's there. a
1: problem. Uh huh. Somebody, we we may have to hire a bouncer to bounce the bouncers.
2: Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, that's the bouncer was the owner's brother. I don't know why I brought that up, but I was. You know, I got into the conversation with her, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, do you think that that there's degradation in scripting? And she's like, what? what does that mean? I'm like, would well, you ever hear that it's degrading and she goes, No, they don't understand that. I'm trying to go to college, and I'm like, no, actually, I think it's degrading the man. I got into that argument yesterday.
1: Yeah, you've always with, argued that, and you sure. make a strong argument for it. Absolutely.
2: And then I was like, and then she, like I'm like seriously look at, Every single guy in here is looking at you. The fact that you can just walk up and be like, hey, I'll, if you give me a five dollar bill, I'll, I'll, I'll let you look at my teeth.
1: Mm-hmm. You thought I was going to say
2: another word, didn't you?
1: <laughs> Thank you on behalf of uh, okay. most of our listening audience.
2: Let's get back to football again. I'm sorry. <laughs> we keep getting but, sidetracked. I gotta don't tell we? her go to Tampa. Epiphany, <laughs> go to Tampa. We keep so.
1: getting sidetracked, but uh, yeah, the Republican National Convention. Woohoo! will be uh, next week, so that'll be in line with the opening of the collegiate football season. Very, very exciting. But uh, we've got full slate of high school football coming up this weekend. Any of our fans out there, you want to talk a little football previews or uh, predictions, 888 463 The phone number, the big dog, and the coach at your service here, and the two guys in a mic show dog. The Chicago Bears have exhibition game number three today. They're taking on the New York Giants, and it's day one of the post Khalil Bell, Bell era. I'm very saddened.
2: Oh, they cut him?
1: Yeah. Well, they wanted to bring a salary down from 1.2 mil to 700 uh-huh. as a third and, string back, and Khalil said, you know what, I'm going to try to hook on with a different team.
2: You know what, I, I, honestly, I want to tell you this, that I'm I'm glad. I was so sick of the Khalil Bell project. If anybody can remember Khalil Bell, you, oh, he you had a long run one game. That's how everybody remembers. I remember him fumbling. And I would many times go in and didn't, like, run to the right side in terms of pass protection and almost get Cutler or uh, Caleb Haney killed. mm mm-hmm. That is one cut. He should, they should have been like, "Do you want a seven dollar paycheck for this whole year?" Right, I would, I would
1: disagree with that because I saw a guy actually with some pretty pretty good running back instincts, and I, I, I and think and that's it. And he had those, coach. But if you don't hold on to the ball, you don't know who to block. Well, okay, it but you know, it's not like he fumbled ten times. He fumbled three or four. So my point is, if he if he does learn on to hold on to the ball, you know what? The guy was a pure running back. Not the fastest, not the strongest, but he was a running back. He knew where to go he was elusive he cut he uh, hit holes he had underrated quickness i think i think he's going to come back at some point during these 16 games to have a big game against the beloved bear but could the
2: be bears, right. why would you why would you pick up the bears for
1: that well you know a team that again didn't let him go but uh anyhow i'm rooting for the kid i don't want to get stuck on Khalil bell but uh, more what? importantly exhibition game number three big on brian urlacher oh you know what Still amazes me, and you hear this more and more now in, in pro sports. And I think the fans have fallen into this trap. Oh, don't worry, he doesn't need to play this game, he can sit out the three as long as he's ready for opening game. And I'm not picking out Brian Erlanker in particular, but players in general that are, you know, veteran players, oh they can, you know, they don't need to do the preseason, they can sit out three, four weeks, you know, do a little running, a little bit of film work before game one and get out there and play. I mean, come on. Missing three, four weeks, even for a veteran is gonna hurt, is it not?
2: Coach, anybody who says that is a moron, well. and should, should not should say moron, doesn't know a dang thing about football. Yeah, a, he there's... hasn't practiced yet this year. Okay. And it's. I'm, I'm saying this. Should he play with a bad knee in a preseason game? Absolutely not. No, he should not get a knee hurt in a preseason game. But if you don't think this is going to affect him, you don't think that he's going to – everybody has to go through a training cramp. Everybody has to go through yeah. getting their technique back if you don't do that, you have to go through this time while you're playing preseason I mean, regular games. And I know this is Brian Urlacher, future Hall of Famer people. But still, it's going to affect him greatly. He, he, he just can't you just can't walk out on the field and play. When you say, like, Damian Tomlinson never played preseason games, yeah, this is true. But he practiced mm-hmm. all the way up to game one. Yep.
1: Yep. And right now, Urlacher, uh, with the arthroscope, he won't be able to practice for a couple weeks, right?
2: Well, I don't know nowadays. I, that's why the people keep asking him, and he won't give an answer, won't give an answer, won't mm-hmm. give an answer. So, like, uh, we're going to find out. I don't know, because think about it. It happened two weeks ago, and normally with arthroscopic surgery, there's, I, there's guys that, like, have arthroscopic surgery on their Tuesday off day and our Sunday are still playing. Yep. You know what I mean? During the regular season. So mm-hmm. I, I can't answer that question, Coach, okay. when well. he's going to be back.
1: Okay. You have followed the story, by the way. I don't know if you want to call it a controversy, but – the fact that unbeknownst to the media the public and uh, most of his teammates brian Urlacher, apparently in the off season went over to was it germany to yeah. see a doctor uh, and i don't know if apparently it didn't work all that well but he he had some unique blood transfusion type state of the art it's not really surgery but uh physical therapy done
2: uh, well, uh, a couple guys There weren't enough sisters there, so Erlacher wanted to go back. He's got Kevin Horan disease. <laughs> and the and the other thing is this, is those guys, think about how many people went over there. How many of those guys are testing positive for testosterone and other things? I don't know. Kobe Bryant has it. Kobe Bryant has it yet, but they don't test that stuff in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But the Bartolo Colon, there was another guy. Who's the other guy that went over there? And, well, Alex, Alex because,
1: Rodriguez went.
2: There you go. There you go.
1: But I don't think he tested positive from that particular not visit. Since, not since, but we're talking about uh
2: Bartolo Colon has. Mm-hmm. I am what I'm trying to say is that I Alex Rodriguez is a phony, he's a cheat, and he figured, he's figured out a new way how to cheat. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's let's not try to oh. act like he, he, All he's right, above like ground. Was...
1: That's the big dog's opinion. I would not uh, se- I would not be secondarily on that particular opinion uh, well, well, on Alex Rodriguez. There, I'm
2: not the only one worried about this.
1: Worried about Alex? I'm just saying, I don't necessarily.
2: About, as a diehard Bears fan, worried about did oh. Brian Urlacher go okay. and get testosterone, uh, like mm-hmm. injections, all okay. that. This. this stuff that says it's a natural regenerative way and uh, a non invasive way or whatever the heck that they say. It's mm-hmm. an invasive way, it's non invasive. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, you know, Bartolo Colon comes back. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Then we find out, oh, uh, he's been goofed up on Gop all season. Yep.
1: Yep. Following uh, the beautiful, lovely, feel-good story of All-Star Game Most Valuable Player, Mr. Melky Cabrera, who also is sitting out uh, 50 games now. So apparently it's not Melky a matter Cabrera of...
2: Melky Cabrera has got to be one of... He started a fake website to try to protect himself. Oh my, is that hilarious? Coach, that's funny. People, people are like, oh, he should be banned forever for doing (laughs) that. I'm like, someone should shake his hand. That's freaking hysterical. (laughs) You don't know what happened. He actually started a website that made it look like if he read that, uh, it would be confused and he would accidentally take the wrong drug. And that's why that testosterone was in his body. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, (laughs) pretty <laughs> smart coach stupid because you know like the, the website was started like four days earlier and he didn't realize that uh they might check that <laughs> uh, <boy. laughs> so if you're, if you're going to do that people if you're going to go out there if you're a major athlete a major league athlete if you're a lance on or something like that what you need to do is you need to start the website you have to come up with your excuse before you get caught how about that don't come up with your excuse after mm-hmm. you get caught. It never works out that
1: way for you. So maybe, uh, you know, looking ahead, it's all about planning mm-hmm. for the future. It's all about preparation in sports. Maybe most of these athletes should, like, create some websites, you know, just in case. And then they've, you know, you can always change the info or move around the information a little bit. But if you got the website created and the gist of it there, you can always adjust it. And then you got something to fall back onto.
3: Yeah,
2: like all of a sudden, like we're going to find out tomorrow. Yeah. Player X comes out and says, oh, well, I, had a mis- I had a mispractice yesterday. It's a mispractice. Well, I was at the gym and I fell down and I landed on a needle. Look, I got a puncture wound right here. Oh, that looks nasty. You better make sure you're safe. A year later, they get busted for PEDs. It was when I fell on that needle that one day. Mm-hmm. We believe you. I mean, that's all I got to do. The- <laughs> people got to think of these excuses before they start taking performance-enhancing drugs, because yeah. what it is, is their whole life, 99.8% of these athletes are prima donnas because their whole life, whether they play baseball or football or basketball, oh, you're better than all the other kids, yep. so we're going to let you get away with the fact that you slapped that other uh, kid in the face, or oh, oh, you're right, that girl was dressed provocatively, so maybe we're going to listen to your side of the story. No, 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 it's so through the whole life, these People have gotten away with everything, and mm-hmm. they don't realize that they can't get away with everything for always.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Lessons learned here from the big dog. Papa, Papa Big Dog today, giving some fatherly advice out there. Very, very solid. Uh,
2: I know I know a couple people do great websites, so if you're if you're going to start taking, like, human growth <laughs> hormones, I can help you out, uh, a yeah. special athlete.
1: Okay. And in this particular case, you'd have to keep, like, you know, some open links so that we can throw some in at a moment's notice, depending on what we need. I yeah, like if it. You're right. There could be a whole if, market there.
2: By the way, if you're a if you're an NFL player and you play in the NFC North and your team doesn't rhyme with <laughs> Chicago Airs, I'm not going to help you. So Packers, Vikings, and Lions, you got to go fend mm-hmm. for yourself.
1: Remember now, I, I remind you, you're dealing with the the one percent picked dog. You might want to, uh, from a financial standpoint, you might want to reconsider that. Just because you have their website doesn't mean you got to root for their team.
2: No, 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 just a pride point. I'm not going to help oh, okay. a Packer, Lion, or Viking coach. Okay. I, I want them to burn. Got
1: gotcha. you. Okay? Gotcha.
2: I figure I can make up enough profit with the other 29
1: teams. All right. Pardon the pun and the time of bringing it up, but the guy stepping in for the aforementioned Brian Urlacher will be Nick Roach, man on the spot. Not just tonight, but uh, probably for the first couple of games, he gets his chance, Big dog to uh, make a name for himself. He's played a little bit for the uh, the Bears, but he'll be the <laughs> yeah, middle linebacker is. for a while.
2: He, he has played for the Bears, and I, I am not giving up on him. But my goodness, that first half he played last week. Was yep. Bad coach. You have to admit, how many times did he miss tackles, and how many times did he, like, overrun players? And you can't overrun as a middle linebacker. You've got to go inside out. Mm-hmm. And that might sound, I don't want to get all technical, but Nick should did not play a good game last week. Mm-hmm. And is, so he has to step up because, uh, I mean, he doesn't have to be Brian Urlacher. The, Urlacher's a freak. The guy's bigger than everybody and faster than everybody, and he's just got an instinct to be in the right spot. And uh, so, but it just Nick Roach can't be bad, you know. Don't be a bad. Yep. You can't miss tackles as a middle linebacker in the NFL.
1: I did happens. not see. I didn't see game two. I heard he was not good. I also heard the kid who came in for him in the second half played a hell of a game. So if Nick Roach doesn't step up, uh, he might find himself replaced. I forget the young man's name, but apparently the guy who stepped in for him, Barrett, maybe. But uh, played extremely well. So you know, this is the time of year when, you know, if you're a backup, no, no, no job is safe. Somebody else can pass you up.
2: Hey, yes, and if and if uh, Lovey Smith is willing to say, hey, uh, Khalil Bell, to a guy that can basically take it 80 yards on the blink of an eye. Yep. Okay, just because there's a couple little things like the ball and blocking that he doesn't do right, Nick Roach. You can lose your spot, and they'll start a rookie instead of you if you continue to miss tackles, because why have you on the field? Mm -hmm. If you're in the right place but not making the play, that doesn't bode well. You you know what I mean? If they're like, hey, you got to be in the right spot. He was in the right spot getting run over, Coach.
1: By the way, Northwestern's very own, we might want to mention, an ex-Wildcat.
2: Yes, that's why I was just hoping that that year in oh9 when he started every down, every, mm-hmm. every play, that it would really help out for him. It did.
1: Mm-hmm. Northwestern's very own, indeed. But I also uh, get a little bit confused, and you, you're with your football expertise here. All the quote-unquote experts are say, "Oh, if Erlickers, out, teams are going to be able to run on the Bears. You know, they won't be able to stop the run." Is it just that's- me? Has my mind disappeared that much, or is one of the weaknesses of Brian is when they run straight at him? So uh, even even when Urlacher's in, we still have trouble stopping the run unless one of our defensive tackles can start playing.
2: Does, I, I would have to say that used to be a major weakness, and now it, I wouldn't say it's a strength, but it's just out of all of that he does, that's not his strongest point. Right. Uh, w- the thing that's going to hurt the Bears the most is the fact that that guy, he covers so yes. much ground in the middle of the field, yep. and his instincts of where to go are just, they're amazing coaches. You know, Dick Buckus is a, I love Dick Buckus because he went to Illinois, he was a Chicago Bear. And he has some of the greatest highlights ever, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to talk about, his, he has a chat ass. He's upset at everybody, okay? And when he says, Brian Urlacher does stuff I could never do, that's the truth then. Yep. You know what I mean? Dick, Dick Buckus doesn't hand out accolades to middle linebackers just to be a good guy, is the best way I can tell you so. Yeah. Uh, and the, your your point on Urlacher is exactly right.
3: Yeah, he'll chase
1: exactly down people. Right. He'll chase down people. David Olson, 20-plus years of marriage. You're always looking for ways to spice things up. Big dog, at moments in time during the football season, me and the wife will sit down with a glass of uh, probably usually red wine and just watch highlights of Brian Urlacher dropping in coverage.
2: It's a thing of freaking beauty. I, it seriously is. is. <laughs> When they do a sport uh, science of the amount of ground he could cover, I yes. bet you it's, it's as good as any middle yeah. linebacker's ever had
0: yeah. in, in the NFL. Yeah,
1: and you're right, as a veteran now with his instinct, he knows exactly where to go. But I, I still remember, and I think most NFL fans, even outside of Chicago, where he caught the attention of the national audience, and where he really became, you know, Chicago's. Favored an All-Pro linebacker, like you said, a future Hall of Famer. Where it began was the way he would chase down quarterbacks or running backs, sideline to sideline. Not dropping in coverage, but I mean, chase them down in the backfield. His closing speed was absolutely amazing. That's not so much anymore, but that's what first I think made him a special linebacker.
2: Oh yeah, it did. It did. And uh, when he when used to have like half a ton of ass in front of him so he wouldn't get blocked and <laughs> just run around the field. Uh, so that, that was just, like, literally, uh, I, I could just watch Urlacher all day long. <laughs> when, when he didn't get blocked. And then the, the Lions figured that out. They're like, yeah. all right, we're going to put the, the guard and Corey Schlesinger on them. I, uh, Corey Schlesinger played a game against Erlacher as a Detroit Lion where he said he broke four face masks against Urlacher. Wow. Because they ran up the middle so often yeah. on the bench.
1: One of the most aptly named players in the history of football, Corey Schlesinger. Perfect name for a blue collar player who never got the ball. All you had to do is block. Oh, goodness. Big dog, the important thing is football is upon us, my friend. Bears and Giants tonight. High school football. We got college football coming up on Thursday. And a week from today, though, a week from today, you will be releasing your first 2012-2013 predictions in our beat the schmoes football game. So I don't want you to get nervous, but, uh, you can, you can't prepare too much, my friend.
2: You know what, I, I do take that stuff extremely seriously. Yes. Extremely sometimes seriously sometimes too seriously. And every year when we when we're above like fifty five, up to sixty percent sometimes. Last year I do believe it was David Olson's breakout year. I'm yes. pretty sure he won beat the Schmoes. He finished at over sixty percent, which is ungodly. He had I'm a seven a or,
1: David had a seven or eight week period which was just off the charts.
2: It really was. It was like he was going three, and he wasn't going two and one. Right. He, he at one point he he had been like like twenty and four or yep. something like that. And
0: again, I, I said
1: seven or not three or four weeks. I mean, this was seven or a week, half a season. But what I worry about, Big Dog, is you know can producer extraordinaire David Olson come? You can always have that breakout year. Can you follow it up? Will he be hit with the sophomore jinx?
2: It's quite possible. It's quite possible.
1: (laughs) Actually, I don't worry about it all that much. But uh, I have to look at – go ahead.
2: No, I'm going to be strong this year, Coach. Okay. Because uh, there's a few teams that so many people are just absolutely in love with that they're not going to be that good, and it's going to be good to bet against those teams early.
1: Are you talking college or NFL?
2: Oh, NFL. NFL. Right now there's not enough love of any particular team in college to sway too much. I will tell you this: uh, USC and uh, they're they're pretty good. And like the teams at the top, I think they're pretty good. I all think that they're about to bust mm-hmm. out. But like like the Clemson's of the world, who've lost their whole entire defense, and there's a few other teams that uh, in, in college that there might be some bargains. Clemson
1: about. still has the great wide receiver Sammy Morris, isn't? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins.
2: Watkins finance, yeah. Coach, uh, you know me. I always rip. Uh, I always rip wide receivers that they're overrated and and they're not as important. Give me a line, give me a quarterback, and anybody can get open. Well, if I had the number one draft pick this year, I know Sammy Watkins isn't eligible to come out until the 2014 draft, Mm -hmm. but he would be the number one pick. Out of anybody in all of college football that is NFL ready to play right now, it's the wide receiver for Clemson, Sammy Watkins. The guy's Randy Moss, coach.
1: Yeah, he, and I was not aware of him. I remember you turned me on to him uh, early on when you started talking about him and their Mercurio coach, Travo, Travo Gaffney? Dabo Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney, who was uh, entertainment unto himself, but uh, he is a special player, no question about it. But there's a kid who plays in the same state as Sammy Watkins, who might be picked number one ahead of him, assuming his knee response, and that is uh, the sophomore, maybe junior. Running back from uh, South Carolina, Marcus Lattimore.
2: Yeah, there's there's no way that uh, Lattimore and I'm a, a coach. He, there's no way no one someone will pick this kid number one after the devastating knee yeah. injury that he got. Well,
1: had. yes, there is. If he plays this season and stays perfectly healthy, and he has a you know huge year, uh, yeah, then he could be number one because you you know he's proven it's through just, eleven or twelve games.
2: I just can't remember the last time a running back was taken number one because. Uh, running back has become the bastard position in all of sports.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, if you think about when I was growing up, when you were, like, coaching football, the best guys with the football became running backs. And then those guys would make the NFL, they'd make a fortune. And, like, uh, wide receivers, there's guys with good hands, but they weren't as good athletes as running backs. Well, now, the way running backs get paid compared to wide receivers, which is, like, half the money because their careers are, like, a third as long. Mm Mm-hmm all these great players are going out and playing wide receiver nowadays in high school and in in college. And then when it, what it ends up happening is like guys like Marcus Lattimore, well, if a guy picks you number one a team like if the team picks a first round draft pick like Trent Richardson, which was like the third or fourth overall pick by the Browns. That is so rare nowadays, coach, because people are like, Well what maybe if you take if you take a guy in the first round and you draft him and you can have him on your team for six years, it's definitely worth it. But you know you're not going to get a long career out of these guys. And Marcus Lattimore used to carry the ball 35 times a game for South Carolina in the SEC. He's got a lot of wear and tear on him. I'd be shocked if he was a top-ten pick in the NFL draft.
1: Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, we'll see. By the way, I want
2: want to remind everybody, Coach, you're right. I love Marcus Lattimore. That kid is freaking awesome. I'm just talking about the new perception Of how you draft yeah. for teams in in yeah. football, I love that kid. That's a good yeah. kid, a good football player.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you on your analysis of running backs, particularly of late. The uh, the frailty makes them not uh, invaluable, but but a little bit less valuable than they used to be. You mentioned USC, by the way. I'm in a real weird quandary because for most of my life, Big No, I have rooted against USC. You know, they've been on top of the football world. Just a team I kind of like to root against. They had some of the recruiting allegations and that kind of thing. But last year. I watched USC, I forget how, when, or why, but I ended up watching three or four of their games and a coach that I went in not liking, I actually, when I watched him and observed him on the sidelines talking about Lane Kiffin, I actually liked his style. He was very cool. He didn't, you know, over-celebrate, didn't seem to be cocky. He actually seemed like a likable guy, and I'll tell you what. And their quarterback, Matt Barkley, great story, stayed in school Four-year starter or not. Could have gone to the NFL, he could be making millions now, but he wanted to come back in a non-suspension year for USC and play that one more year and get him the national championship. And whatever we said about Sammy Watkins, uh, ditto. Ditto for Robert Woods, their great receiver. So I'm in a weird situation, Big though. I'm actually anxious and rooting to watch USC this year.
2: I'm, I'm glad you brought up Robert Woods because I was Ooh. the you coach where uh him and Watkins are the top. Watkins is one, and, and yes. Woods is the number two wide receiver in the country right yep. now. They're both sophomores. Those are yep. NFL-ready wide receivers, and they're both 19 years old. Scary. Yeah, those. Robert Woods is just a touch behind Watkins. And to be honest with you, I think he runs better routes than Sammy Watkins
3: mm-hmm. does.
1: And USC's got another receiver, I think, who might be in the top five. They got two great guys coming back. The guy
2: that was supposed to be better than Robert Woods. Yes. Remember? And then, like, he would, afterwards, about five games in, people were like, our number two receiver is really our number one receiver. Yep.
1: Yeah. And you got it all, you know, they got the leading Heisman candidate. And, uh, you know, Mr. Trojan USC got Matt Barkley again, his fifth year at USC. I think his fourth as starter. The running back is the little strong kid and then as a backup. As a backup, they get Silas Redd from Penn State, the transfer who, if he learns the system, he could be a hell of a weapon, too. So they are loaded, big dog, and I think the preseason number one.
2: You know, the, the easiest position to learn in all of football is running back. Yep. It, it truly is. As, because the, for some reason, when you're getting the ball handed to you, you get it handed once in practice. You're like, oh, in the 48, i got to make sure I get outside the end in the 46 I wait for one second and get the ball handed to me and I I follow my fullback between the you know you know it's it's really that simple as mm-hmm. long as the kid knows who to block and in college football it's so much easier than the NFL Silas Red by game 2 or 3 will be just as good as any running back that uh, that uh, USC has in terms of experience and fitting in with the offense I'm not kidding it's that easy other positions I would never say that about but Running back's the easiest in all of football to learn. That's why you see so many NFL running backs as rookies. Work they they're good as rookies as long as they know who to block.
1: Mm-hmm. Little preview, folks. Little preview of some of the football analysis you're going to be getting from the big dog, Joel Radwanski, during the course of the season today. The it's not the first official, but it's the first uh, non-official football Friday out there. Very excited about it. High it's school our
2: football season. Football Friday.
1: Yep. Very exciting. And next Friday, of course, we'll uh, kick it off in full gear. We'll have some college football previews next week. Uh, only got time for one more topic. Big dog, uh, Hash Brown Hank wants to talk about the Lance Armstrong suspension or actually not a suspension. It's taking away of his seven Tour de France championships. And then, uh, Cinemax Cindy wants to talk about
2: that really happened when I brought up Lance Armstrong's name earlier i was just okay. kind of okay well, I, th- I
1: think we got the answer to the question because the other topic Cinemax cindy says uh she wants to talk about the prince harry naked pictures but i think we'll go with lance armstrong
2: um please uh, lance uh, prince harry naked pictures please tell me there was also uh, <laughs> pictures of P- uh, pippa also
1: unfortunately i think it's just uh prince harry yeah. now
2: who's you haven't heard that story
1: either, huh?
2: Which, I, I forgot which one is in line to the
1: uh, to the crown. Yeah, that would be Prince William. Okay. Yeah, okay. fortunately, he was not, you know, a happily married man. But Prince Harry, um, he's got a well. We were complimenting him at the Olympics. How we made the compliment both William and uh, Harry, not William and Mary, but William and Harry, both considering all that they've grown up with. All that publicity, all being, you know, out there in the shining lights literally from day one. They're both pretty cool guys. You know, guys that you could pretty much go out and have a couple of beers with, pretty much regular guys. And apparently Prince Harry the past weekend became too much of a regular guy.
2: You know what? I, I, I do like Prince Harry. I do like Prince William because as we have all the senators <laughs> who stand, who start, yes. well, think about all these people that – uh that uh, in the United States, these senators that that fight to send people off to war, yet their sons and their daughters don't go. Yet yep. the prince, the yep. two princes of England both fought in wars.
1: Great
0: point. Great point. Yes, David. And you know who Prince Harry was partying down Poolside before he took the party up Uh-oh. to his suite? No. no. Ryan Lochte. Who? Ryan Lochte, oh, the, the swimmer? swimmer?
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be some female. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> The plot
2: thickens. No, no, no. If Ryan Lochy was there. There were many females there. Is the best yeah. way for me to put it.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. All right, quickly, I want to get your uh, thoughts. Yeah, Lance Armstrong says he is. Uh, I don't know it's the USDA, the USVBA, whatever that organization is that continues to harass him, and they basically say they got people that are going to come out and talk against him. They've got you know the blood from 1999 or whatever year it was, and uh, they they are recommending and. I think the Tour de France makes the final decision, and they have decided they're taking all seven Tour de France titles away from him. Lance Armstrong continues to argue. He's never tested positive. I never did it, but I'm done fighting, is what Lance said. I'm done arguing. I'm done fighting.
0: Let them do what they want. You got the sequence backwards, though. You got the sequence backwards. Lance said, I'm done. I'm done fighting. The Tour de France took that as an admission of guilt and took everything away. Are you sure about that? Virtually positive. Okay. I can look it up. All right. So I, I big. It's it's sort of like, well, I'm making a quantum leap,
1: like the the uh, pro-choice, pro-life issue, where I'm kind of torn a little bit on that one. I'm in the in-between. And the Lance Armstrong thing, I, 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 you know, you there's there's part. Hey, if he's cheating, if he really was, you know, that's horrible, gaining an advantage. But basically, every other bicycler is doing it. But he claims, and he's never tested positive. So, I don't know. I can kind of see both sides of this one.
2: By the way, Greg Lemond has come out of retirement so he could defend his uh, Tour de France title because he's the last one that actually was the champion that didn't have his title taken from him. Yep. I just made that up, people. But uh, yeah. I don't, it's, how many of these like you, Floyd Landis, the, the French guy, for the, the Spanish guy for mm-hmm. the last couple of years? All these guys have been stripped. Who is the last official? Winner of the,
3: of the, it
1: it goes even deeper than that, big dog. I think somebody did an article on it. It's almost, if it wasn't so tragic, it'd be laughable that if you, like the last five, six, seven winners, if you take their, you know, their uh, drug suspension away and they lose it, you go to the second place guy. The second place guy has had some allegations in the past and sometimes it goes as much as third or fourth. So you, you may have to go to like the fifth place guy to find someone who could be. Who could be clean? Apparently, everybody's doing it in the in the uh, world of bicycling. Do it,
2: if everybody's doing it, uh, like uh, okay, so we all admit that you know Mark McGuire isn't going to go to the Hall of Fame, but you know, uh, it, and uh, you know Jason Giambi, why hasn't he had his MVP? Because uh, everybody was doing it. Then why just why don't just be like you know what? There's an asterisk on this era. It seems that everybody was blood doping, taking testosterone, doing all kinds of stuff. At this point, it's just so ugly. I mean, I, I used to think that uh, – I honestly used to like the, the Tour de France. We used to joke around, but I'd I, I, like, watch especially a stage if it was close near the end.
3: Mm-hmm. Look,
2: uh, Coach, at this point, you know, it's like, who cares if they were cheating at this point? It seems like everybody was cheating. Not that it's okay. Not that it's okay, but what are they going to do? Just cancel the
3: sport?
1: Yep. And still, whether you're whatever you're taking, you're still bicycling. 133 miles for two. Twenty not consecutive days, you get a couple days for twenty days, and oh, it's by it's the way, most of those are 21. uphill. Huh? It's
2: nineteen. It's nineteen out of twenty-one. Nineteen isn't it? out of
1: twenty-one, and a I'm good part sure of those are uphill, which is an absolute killer. So, uh, you know, there's there's that side of it too. That maybe, well, you hate to justify it, maybe they did need an extra boost, but then the other side of it, hey, guys that are playing by the rules, guys that are playing honest, you are losing to people that are cheating. That is the very essence of unfair in the uh, in the world of sports. So. Yeah.
2: How many cyclists are cheating? Because I remember when uh, the one guy that came out to who whoever was throwing, uh, whoever was throwing uh, Lance Armstrong under the bus, yep. said the whole U.S. team was on the same drugs. He's like, including me. We all were. Mm-hmm. The whole U.S. team was on drugs. Who? Who was I don't think it was Floyd Landis. It was no. some other guy.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't Christian Vandevelde, I don't think it was him. Uh, not. Ah, oh, man, I think I know who you're talking about. Too. Levi. Yeah,
2: uh, I, I, did, well, I just he was a scumbag. That's all I remember. But yeah, uh, you know, I also came away like that scumbag seems to be telling the truth. Yeah, he basically said all of us, all of us did it.
1: Yep. Tour de France That's being right tainted, around. but you know, Lance basically he's saying at this point he's he's not going to fight it anymore. They can he's still claiming he's innocent. But you know what? Too much time, too much energy, too much money spent in fighting it. So uh, you know, do what you want. I didn't do what He said he knows every other racer in that race uh was, you know, bicycling the same 133 miles as him, uphill, 19 out of 21 days, and he won it seven consecutive, right? Or not?
2: Yeah, seven Seven, seven consecutive.
1: consecutive. That right. Woo! Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number, the dog, and the coach on the two guys in a mic show. We'll be back on Monday. Big dog for all the females out there. Uh I know you don't like to be stalked, or don't like to, you know, you're not a publicity hound. But if they want to catch a quick glimpse of the big dog over the weekend, where might the single females, and the married females, and the Mormon females of the city of Chicago find the big dog this weekend?
3: Yeah,
2: I'll be out on the river, giving the best tours of any tour guide in the city of Chicago.
1: Out on the, how will they recognize you? Do you have like a pirate's outfit, or do you do you dress up for this? No,
2: I. I coach
1: do you have your waterriders.com
2: official... everybody mm-hmm. I got to you, there's still spots available for September we don't have anything left until September though that's mm-hmm. how busy we've been so far okay
1: so. do you have a water riders shirt that you wear an official polo shirt maybe
2: no it's a it's a white dago tee <laughs> and trust me I get a lot of tips from women in their mid-40s uh,
1: stop it all right dog behave yourself this weekend will you please we'll talk to you Monday at 10 and uh, we'll talk a little football and more okay sounds good all right, have a great weekend, everybody. We thank you so much for listening. Big Dog and the Coach signing off. Two guys at a mic back at you. 10 o'clock on Monday. Don't be late, and have a great weekend out there.